Grace, mercy, and the peace of our loving God be and abide with you this day and forever. Amen. This morning we continue the series that we've been in for a few weeks, The More You Know, talking about things that we know. First John talks about, by this you know, and uses the word know several times through this, through this writing, through this letter that he wrote to the churches so that we would know, so that people would know things. We believe things, but sometimes it's really helpful to know that what we believe is verifiable, that what we believe is factual. Yes, we believe by faith, by the power of the Spirit in us, but we also know things. And it's good to know, the more you know. Just uh, recently, Paula cleaned out our refrigerator. You know, sometimes you need to do that, right? Sometimes you, you dig to the back, the back wall of the refrigerator that's usually colder than the rest, right, where the pickles can kind of get frozen, and you get behind the recent leftovers in those containers and behind, like, that head of lettuce where things are starting to get a little brown, but it's okay. And behind that, back in there, there's the mystery container, and you pull it out and you look at it and you go, I don't, I don't know what that was. I know what it is. At least I think I know what it is. Garbage. <laughs> but I'm not sure what it was. How many open it? How many get in there for that? Not too many. Right. How many for, for how many is it a quick peek like? Am I right, right? We guess. I think that was rice. And maybe some beans. Give the quick peek, maybe. It's an experience that's familiar to all of us. Right? You get the leftovers. Maybe you go through the salad dressings. Some of those have been there a while. <laughs> that one that's not really a favorite. That gets, you know, pushed to the back of the... Do you keep them in the door? kind of pushed to the back of that little thing, that shelf. And back in there somewhere, there's one that expired in probably 2019. We are familiar with expiration dates. Life feels fleeting to us. It's not just things in the refrigerator that have that kind of expiration and get beyond their due date, beyond their expiration date. Psalm 39, verses 4 and 5 Say this, O oh Lord, make me know my end and what is, what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. That makes sense, right? We understand that because we understand understand expiration dates. We understand that life is fleeting. We understand that it's all temporary. James 4.14, maybe these words are familiar too. You do not know what tomorrow will bring. Earlier, there was talk of, you know, let's make this plan and let's go do this next year. And James, in this response to that, says, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. We don't need Bible verses to remind us of this. 
We got milk cartons. <laughs> we have experiences. Because it's not just things that Paula might find in the back of the refrigerator or you at your house. It's our whole experience. It's our whole life, right? It's all very temporary. And we are reminded of that day after day. This past now 14 months has reinforced what we know. That life is full of trouble and we soon fly away. 580,000 Americans because of COVID. And well over 3 million people in the world because of this particular disease. But along that time, there's been other causes for our losses, for the death that we've seen, experienced. People we know. People we care about. Maybe people we care about and people we know have passed away and maybe it's we know someone who lost someone, but either way, we're not that far separated from that kind of loss, that kind of temporary nature. We experience losses. And it's not just the, the finality of death either that is that loss that we feel. It's really the, just the whole change and decay that is all around us. And all around I see, as the hymn writer says. Change and decay, and everything seems to be getting more and more broken down, harder and harder to do. We're aging, each of us, even the youngest here, are getting older. We got here eight years ago, and I look back at the pictures of when we first came, and my hair was a different color. And now I have to put glasses on to see the pictures I'm looking at. It happens, right? We know brokenness. And it's normal for us. It's all around us all the time. This new normal has just made it glaring. It's interesting how we call it the new normal, right? That this is our new normal. It's really, in the grand scheme of things, is it all that different from what we've always experienced from what humanity has dealt with for generations, for thousands, in fact, thousands of years, that there's decay, there's death, there's brokenness, there's illness, there's sorrow, there's sickness, there's pain. This is what we know. This is our experience. But that is not the whole story. That is not all that there is. Because God gave us eternal life. First John chapter 5, verse 11. We heard these words. This is the testimony that God gave us, eternal life. And this life is in his Son. God gave us eternal life, and that is in the Son. That's what verse 11 says. We are made alive in Christ. John goes on to say in verse 12, Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. See, sin would lead to death. The wages of sin is death. Paul writes that in Romans chapter 6. Maybe those words are familiar. And as people who 
are sinners, and we confess that already, that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We understand that in ourselves because we can see that, right? We can see that when we look at our lives, maybe it was this morning, maybe it was yesterday, maybe it was this past week, or maybe you had to go a little further back. But there's some regret for something that we've said or done or we haven't done, some relationship that has some brokenness in it, and we know in our hearts that it it was our fault. Something we've neglected that we knew we should do. We just didn't pick up the phone. We didn't open the door. We didn't make the opportunity. And so as sinful people, we, we know that brokenness all too well. We've lived there far too long. And through that sinfulness, death entered. Paul writes about that in Romans chapter 5. But by God's grace... That's not the whole story. We have life. John, same author, chapter 3, verse 16, maybe the best known words in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son as a gift that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. This gift that God gives from his grace alone is life eternal, not subject to all the decay and all the pain and all the things that we have to deal with. Through his death on the cross, the price was paid for our sin, through the death of Jesus. And through his resurrection, that we still celebrate, that's why we worship on Sundays, but we're still right now in the Easter season, where we celebrate that Christ is risen. I love it. He is risen indeed. And by this we know, as John writes in this epistle, by this we know through his resurrection that we have life in him. That we have life eternal, not just life today in this broken world and this painful experience that we are in. But we have life eternal, and the eternal part of it doesn't mean that the pain and the suffering and the burdens and all of that lasts forever because, wow, that would not be encouraging at all, right? If all the things that we're suffering now just went on for eternity... I'm looking forward to the day we don't have to wear masks, but boy, I'm telling you what, I'm looking really forward to the day where we wouldn't even think about it, where we wouldn't even know what wearing a mask meant, where there is no more reason for that, where the pain in my shoulder that I feel today because I got my second shot yesterday is a thing of the past, where there's no vaccination, where there's no suffering, where there's no decay to our mental capacities when there's no breakdown in our bodies. Wow. Like the promises of God are these, that we have life eternal and it's a glorious experience. That is what we've been given. So we can live in confidence, in hope of the resurrection, hope from the resurrection of Jesus and hope toward the resurrection for you and me and all who trust in Jesus. Whoever has the Son has life and has this gift.
So we have peace through the forgiveness of sin. We have joy in Jesus the Savior. Our gospel reading for today was from Luke and his account of the ascension of Jesus. Forty days after his resurrection, Jesus took his disciples and they went out. And from the hilltop, he gave them kind of the last instructions, right? Matthew's gospel, it's the Great Commission. Here in Luke, a little bit different, but it's the sending. Go do this. Share this. You are my witnesses, right? And then Jesus ascended till a cloud hid him from their sight. But Jesus is still with us. This is the, the not here but here reality of Jesus. Ascended, reigning, ruling, yet with us. So we can live in confidence because Jesus is with us. In the here and now, it's not just we live in confidence because of what's out there across the finish line. We can live in confidence today because our risen and reigning and ruling eternal Savior is with us now. A lot of times people live in fear. Paul and I were watching a show just a few days ago, and there was a conversation happening between a husband and wife. And um, the question was, "Why are you such a catastrophist?" I thought, oh, that's a good word." Because the husband was thinking about all these things that might happen and all these things that could go wrong. Why are you such a catastrophist? Sometimes we live in the what-ifs. Sometimes we live in fear of death or illness or what might happen, but we have the assurance that Jesus gives that nothing can separate us from God's love. That nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Paul writes those words in the, toward the end of Romans chapter 8. That nothing that happens to us, not the pain, not the suffering, not the loss, not the death, not the burdens that we bear, not none of it separates us from the love of God in Christ. And that's what gives us eternal life so we can live with eternal perspective. We can anticipate eternity. We can look forward. And we're often focused on today, right? I have a to-do list. Things that I know I need to get done before the end of today, before the end of tomorrow, early in this week. I've got to get those tickets booked. I've got to make sure those plans are figured out. I've got to sort through all the details of some things. You have that kind of those details. Maybe I just reminded you of it, and now you're, you're there like, oh, yeah, I've got to do that. That happens sometimes. We focus on the today. We focus on the here and now. Sometimes we get so focused on it, we don't see anything else, right? It's just what's going on, what's right in front of me, what do I have to do and accomplish right now today? We make a calendar. We make our plans. We can get stuck in the temporary. I heard a story one time of a professional baseball pitcher. I wish I could. I tried to find the story, um, but I couldn't find it. So I don't remember who it was. It might have been Dave Dravecki, but it might have been someone else. Somebody asked him one time, how do you pitch with, with the calmness that you have? You know, these are pressure-packed situations that you're in and 
His answer was fantastic. Stuck with me. I probably read this 15 years ago. And he said, um, you know, I think about when I throw the ball, that eventually this whole world is going to, I think in his words, turn into a, a great ball of ice just drifting off into space or something. Now, theologically, we could argue with that, but that's not the point we're trying to get to. <laughs> it was the perspective that this pitch really doesn't matter in light of eternity. There are things we have to accomplish and things we have to do and you know, things we have to get done, but in light of eternity, what really matters? The eternal things. Our faith matters. Our lives matter. In the scope of eternity, what really matters? Things that will last. So we can live today in the temporary world in which we live, in the temporary brokenness of this creation, in hope and in confidence, in the hope of Easter, with joy in Jesus and with peace that nothing can happen today that makes really much difference in light of eternity, except when we share eternity with someone else. Carrying out the words of Jesus to his disciples, you are my witnesses. And we can bring our requests to God. Coupled with this idea that we have eternal life, John writes here in this chapter that this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And he goes on in verse 15 to say, and if he hears us, he gives us what we ask. See, prayer is our communication with Almighty God. So the burdens that we bear and the pain that we're in and the losses that we've suffered, we can bring before our God in confidence that he hears us that he answers our prayer. And we can pray in that confidence knowing that he gives us what we need and more. So our prayer shouldn't be limited to what seems reasonable. As we trust in him, our will becomes conformed to his. As we follow the Lord, as we're guided by the Spirit, as the Spirit of God fills us, as we engage with him, on a daily basis. So make sure you get that on your to-do list. Our will becomes conformed to his. Our desires become guided by his spirit. And so the things we pray for and the things we ask for are in line with what God would want for us. This is a confidence that we have, that we have eternal life, that we know the scope of God's plan, and we can have the confidence, too, that he is with us today, here and now. We can know that Jesus, the ascended and almighty, risen and reigning Lord, is with us to guide and to bless, to guard us in hope, to bring us toward the future. In his name, amen. The more you know.